0: hello
1: hey
0: so as you know because we were just talking about it i had a lot of trouble coming up with an opening for today (laughs) yeah (laughs) so usually like towards like friday or saturday we record on sundays so um like I'll, i'll start like thinking like okay what what funny thing has happened and usually something will have happened by then um but nothing had happened really that interesting
1: boring life
0: pretty boring all i've done this week is like work and play zelda and take naps that's about it
1: nice that's i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> no complaints that could be worse you know yeah
0: um but then so i got ready this morning and i made breakfast and um i made we had a we have a ton of bacon to use so i was making a bunch of bacon at the same time just like okay i'll just use it during the week yeah um i ended up just eating all of it it was a good choice uh, <laughs> so you made
1: yourself a plate of bacon and then ate it
0: well okay so i had like tacos and i put like two slices of bacon in each taco so
1: yeah, but lot. just like just bacon tacos
0: no i had eggs in it too i'm not a monster
1: that would be kind of okay i think that would be
0: a pretty good i've definitely a had a bacon taco. sandwich
1: yeah that like good. that's that's acceptable
0: it's true um but the point of the story is I got bacon grease on my eye. So
2: Oh. <laughs> the ouch. universe
0: heard like, "Oh, you don't think your life is interesting enough. Take this, bitch." So Yeah. Ouch. It wasn't like in it. It was like right on the outside of it, like right on the but corner. But it's so hot.
1: Ouch. It I was hate getting bacon grease on me.
0: Well, I was also stupid and like I was I get really hot after my shower, so I wasn't like wearing clothes yet. So I was just like <laughs> Brawn under a bacon food and um that was not a smart call when making lots of bacon
1: uh yeah at least put on an apron for that like specifically yeah like, i need
0: to get an apron i used to have one i don't know where it is. Aprons,
1: is i'm pro apron like i don't I usually I use, use it unless i'm frying something that's gonna come hit me with a bunch of bubbles but
0: yeah i guess that's what it's for
1: yep <laughs> that's great uh we uh, can kind of get into our into our topic what do you want to learn today
0: I want to learn about all the different types of communism I want to know if if fire type can defeat anarchy type <laughs> I want to know all the different type matchups how can I get my badges
1: yeah good well here's so good news and bad news good news we can totally cover you know some of the main uh ones and you'll you'll know like what Marxist Leninists are weak against what social democrats <laughs> are weak against which is everything um and you'll, you'll learn some of the key things here, but bad news is we are definitely not covering all variants of, no uh, yeah of leftism.
0: We're not going to get into fairy type or steel type, all the new ones.
1: There's just, there's way too many. There's too, I was doing the research on this and it's just like, no, why, why did you come up with a new <laughs> no. idea of this? It's not any good. Oh. It's some of these I wrote scathing summaries of because they were stupid in my opinion, also, listeners, disclaimer <laughs> that this is not gonna be complete for one, but also it's probably gonna make fun of a tendency that you like, yeah, we're gonna try to do that to all of them, even the ones that we like, um,
0: oh, this is now a roast,
1: just to be nice, yeah we're not yeah, you know we're we're talking about <laughs> them fairly, but we're also gonna point out like the shortcomings um uh
0: perfect,
1: yeah, uh it's so you know. You might come away from this thinking we're tankies, or thinking that we're, you know, lousy sock dems, or whatever. Maybe we are. I, I don't know, but
0: I mean, I proclaimed myself the tax czar last week, so
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you might end yeah. up in one of these. We'll probably end up with kind of a compilation. So, how are we going to do this? What we're going to do is, uh, we'll we'll go through each of the some of the main ideologies here and talk about what their you know perspective is, how they want to do things. You know, whether they're more reformist or revolutionary, that sort of thing.
0: You're going to read me their, their Tinder profile.
1: Yeah, give you kind of a summary of what they're about. And that won't be super lecture style. Like, it'll be kind of what really we've done before, you know. Uh, and as we do so, uh, we'll be making commentary uh, about whether, you know, what parts we like, what parts we don't. Ultimately, we'll give it kind of a star rating out of five. Yes. Yeah, so like a a 0 to 5 star rating. Depending on how much we agree or disagree with it.
2: Yeah,
0: I like five stars because they're kind of mean. There's not a lot of room to be like wishy-washy, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and for reviewers um, who have always wanted to leave zero stars, as they say in their comments, um, (laughs) you can do that in this one if you want. Oh, nice. Listeners, you can follow along uh, and do this too if you want. You can come up with, at the end of the day, which ideology you like best. It'll probably be kind of a blend of a few. That's fine.
0: Maybe you're a, I don't know, a tanky rising, but your sun sign is something else. We <laughs> can make your horoscope out of this. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. You're in charge of horoscoping <laughs> this, changing this to horoscope.
0: Yes. Yeah, I can do that.
1: <laughs> All right. So you got your your legal pad ready? I do. All right. Uh, let's start. Uh, so I'm going to start at the top with the reformers, what I call left light. All right.
0: Okay. Can I make this a is, guess? Yeah, sure. This Is this Elizabeth Warren? I, would, I
1: wouldn't I would even classify i I think Elizabeth Warren is a little further to the right with this than <laughs> this, but maybe she on, you know, get a few drinks in her. She's kind of like this. This is where Bernie Sanders is. Basically, this is social Democrat. Okay. All right. Uh, sometimes pejoratively referred to as sock dems. Sock
0: dems. I hadn't. Okay. Wow. It took me a while to connect sock and social. I thought it was like sock, like the stuff you put they in just, your feet. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they use sock puppets to make their points
1: so the social democrats i know that bernie sanders always goes around saying i'm a democratic socialist you know but he's really a social democrat here's what they are
0: yeah what's the difference
1: they're basically new deal style welfare state people you know,
0: okay.
1: uh, capitalism with a friendly face. You, you got kind of a mixed economy. You know, it's you're still doing stuff free market, but like the government regulates it.
2: Mm.
1: Reforms on behalf of the workers, redistribution of uh, income. There's regulation, public ownership of some things like essential uh, like health care, you know, okay. um, retirement, uh, you know, some things like that.
0: Yeah, that's my question is, like, how far does that go? I mean, I'm sure there's a spectrum within this. Like, yeah, I want the Internet to be socialized, you know.
1: Yeah, there's kind of a spectrum and and within that. You're right. Some social Democrats want to consider more things to be necessities than others. Yeah. Uh, So here's one of the big sticking points for them is socialism can sometimes by your, you know, your more radical social Democrats might say that, yeah one day we do want to get to socialism. Mm-hmm. But usually that is like in the distant future.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're scaredy. They're scaredy cats. <laughs> yeah,
1: they don't want to address it right now. And some of them will even be like, no, no, no. I mean, like, I'm good where we are. Like, we don't need social. Okay. We need to just make things better within capitalism. So okay. sometimes I don't even want to go that far. This is, to me, my understanding of this is kind of like, it's the furthest left version that you can get of capitalism. Like, it's your last stop on the train out of capitalism. <laughs> okay social democrat hmm. so there, there they are that's okay. the lightest of left you can be without just being like a regular liberal you know
0: i think my rating's a two
1: is a two mine's a one it does some Ooh. stuff i mean it, it's not uh, zero yeah i think it does some positive things for people and it's good like it's i'm willing to work with these people for sure
2: for like, sure we can that, be buds this is
1: way better than most politicians are putting out in america you know Absolutely. most political parties are not even adhering to that but that's definitely not all that I want.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I guess what my my opinion on this is is I don't know when I see like these these kind of types, like I, I'm assuming AOC is kind of in this this mm-hmm. club too. She, yeah, I'm like,
2: maybe.
0: yeah, she might be a little more left. I'm not sure. um I get frustrated because I'm just like, is that really what you think? Like, do you are you, like I'm like, are you just doing this because you're like afraid of saying like fuck capitalism? Like. It to me it just it feels a little two faced. I don't know if that's accurate, but maybe they genuinely believe this is the best way forward. But. I think
1: there's yeah I think there's a blend. There are some people who are like that, but I think that a lot of social democrats think that a mixed economy, you know, like kind of a, uh what they call the Nordic model, where you do have capitalism, but you have a really strong welfare state and everything to make things fair. Yeah, they genuinely think that that's a good balance of. Of what should happen like
0: I can see how that's attractive
1: yeah it I can see it too because you do have from their perspective like the growth part of capitalism but you harness it for social goals and stuff that's that's the best pitch I can do for it yeah I don't I think it's a little naive or and a little underwhelming because at the end of the day you're still getting ripped off by your boss you just get a lot of stuff too (laughs) so yeah
0: exactly like the the and core problem of like wage slavery is still there, the core problem of ex- exploitation is still there. Like that that ain't going anywhere.
1: Yeah. Um so there's social democrats. You're giving okay. it a two star rating.
0: I'm giving it two stars.
1: I kinda want to give it a two star because I feel we you, you don't have to. I think one for me.
0: Do one. All
1: right. Our next stop on the train in the reformers category are the Democratic Socialists. Oh, okay, so you had the I'm social technically democrats. one of those. Now you have the Democratic Socialists, the Dems. It's
0: confusing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's all right. Okay, so the Democratic Socialists sometimes can be revolutionary. A lot of times they're still reformists. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Most of them are are reformists. And like we said, this is what Bernie Sanders kind of claims to be. And I think that maybe on some level he wants to be this. But the way he has to play in American politics, he's more of a social Democrat. Yeah. But here's what they do. They do want socialism. That's one of the big differences. Is that they do want workers to control the means of production.
0: I like that. uh,
1: And to be paid fairly for their labor. All right. They don't want to go all the way to communism, right? They don't want it to just be to each according to their need. They do want people, though, to be not exploited anymore, you know? Okay. Uh, But the way they want to get there is by democratic means elections, rule of law, government reform. A slow transitionary Mm. process to there.
0: I mean, I gotta say, uh, for posterity, it's June 7th when we're recording this. We've been protesting for a week, and we've gotten way more shit done than we have in any election.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you see how much they're willing to... I mean, you've got city councils talking about dismantling the police in various Mm -hmm. places. By the time this is released, they may have already done that. Uh, Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm just saying, like, electoralism, you gotta catch up (laughs) if you're still gonna... (laughs) pretend to be effective
1: yeah and i'm not opposed to using electoralism you know to get gains and stuff but i think it it's clear that it's way stronger if it's backed up in the streets
0: yeah like it's fine like i, I think i i tweeted this last week was like yeah voting's fine i guess but like also this is cool <laughs> like like it's it's it should not be your only fucking avenue
1: Right, because if it is, it's not It's not really fine. It, you know, they're just like, what are you going to do, vote? You know, okay. But Cool. But uh, scared politicians are actually, you know, kind of effective at stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they're actually afraid of, uh, well, it doesn't have to be violence. But if they're afraid of how pissed their constituents are, then yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, fine with me. for sure. All right, so my characterization of democratic socialists is this is kind of baby's first socialism all right it's it's reformist in that way but it does have the ultimate goal of getting to socialism it it's not saying it's a far-flung thing they do want workers to own the means of production and to end that exploitation they don't want to keep the capitalist system
0: can we give our ratings
1: yeah what you got
0: well i am now part of dsa so i feel like i have to be nice but I'm give it
1: a three the democratic socialists of america is uh, explicitly a big tent organization mm, okay let people leftists of basically all tendencies in there so
0: okay I, I think i still give it a three like i mean i think with both this one and and sock dems, i'm of the opinion like hey if it gets people over to this side a little bit i'll take it you know we can always we can always radicalize them later uh, so it. I'm thinking of people like, I don't know, like our parents or something who are like a little more centrist and like, maybe they could be sold these ideas more than just being like, hey, let's fucking overthrow everything.
1: Yeah, I think I I think you're right. I'm going to agree with the three star rating there. Oh, man. I think democratic socialist is the first good one because it does want to actually get there eventually just nicely, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Which like, good luck, but I'll still help, I guess.
1: Yeah. So I, I like them. I think that they're, I think it's a little naive to think that the ruling class will give up yeah. easily, but I don't know if they really think that it'll be easy. I think they just, you know, prefer to follow the rules when they do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, like we've talked about this. I think we talked about when we we're going over like Marx and stuff, but the idea of revolution for me, is very scary because I'm like, I don't like mm-hmm. violence and I'm scared of guns and I can't run fast. So, like, yeah, I wish that would just work, doing it nonviolently, but I also get that, like, it probably won't. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect yeah. world, sure, let's do this, but, yeah, I doubt it.
1: There we go, democratic socialists, first, you know, babies first socialism, yeah, they just want to do get there by playing by the rules. Nerds. So, those are kind of closer to the political middle.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Let's scoot on over.
1: Yeah, we're going to scoot on over and we're going to have to take care of a couple different quadrants. Have you ever seen like the political compass mm-hmm. situation? I'm okay. taking some quizzes. All right. So, you know, you got on the left hand side, you have a top and a bottom part, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the top part generally is red, bottom part's green. The top part is like the more authoritarian side. Okay. And then the bottom part, the green part is the more libertarian side. So we're going to okay. take care of the libertarian oh, quadrant first, okay? So these are the libertarian socialists and the social anarchists. These are the broad terms for them. Okay. All that means is that these are your libertarians who aren't, like, right-wing, you know? They're okay. your anarchists who aren't right-wing. Okay. Because right? uh, there are bad versions of libertarians who are I like... Know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I just, you know, I don't like the government, man, you know? They like capitalism. They just don't realize, like, how much the state reinforces capitalism and helps mm-hmm. capitalism out. And the same way with bad anarchists or, or just extreme versions of bad libertarians is that they don't like the government at all. You know, they don't think there should be a government that people should just, you know, run private armies and stuff like that. God.
0: I will say the first fight I ever had with my now husband was because he was a libertarian and oh. we argued about it. It's okay. He <laughs> got me flowers and Jimmy John's, which was very romantic in college.
1: That was the key to your heart.
0: Honestly, I yeah, give me a slim one. I'm happy. <laughs>
1: Uh, So we're gonna be talking about the good guys. Okay. All right. The socialist libertarians, you know, the left leaning libertarians and the social anarchists, the left.
0: Why are these guys together? I guess because they both like freedom or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these, uh, they want things to be more decentralized. And we'll kind of talk about different variants of those, and why they're maybe good or really not good. First up, we have mutualists. Mutualists are kind of like, these are the anarchist lights. All right. They are weird because they're not, they don't really have a theory on how to get to what they want. Okay. (laughs) So they're not like, we need to reform the system. They're not like, we need to overthrow the system.
0: They're just like, one day. They just
1: kind of talk about the system that they like. Oh, okay. I I found that a little bit weak, in my opinion. Weak. But ultimately, their goal uh, is they want to keep free markets.
0: Shaking my head already.
1: (laughs) But they think that the free market should be operated in a fair way from a socialist perspective. All right, what does so that mean? What this means is like they would be fine with private property ownership, meaning means of production still yeah, in private can
0: still, hands. Can still be an employer.
1: Yeah, uh, but you would it would have to you know remain in use or remain in occupation. So that would end like landlords, I guess, because you wouldn't be renting that out. You would have to be living. Oh, so you in can't.
0: You can't sit on stuff.
1: Yeah, you can't just hold open property. They're fine with wage labor as long as workers are paid the full value of their labor. Okay, yeah, you
0: determine so, that. Okay.
1: So, yeah, you'd have to, you know, pay them whatever their actual value is worth. So, basically, everything would become a non-profit, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's what, I, that's what it sounds like.
1: Uh, they're fine with, like, loans as long as the interest rate is just, like, just covers the cost of administering the loan. It's not, you know, you know, you're not ripping people off basically and that's how they want it to work you know it's free market but it's nice it's it's good (laughs) it's not even redistributing you know it's not doing any of that it's good at the point of where things are it's like
0: breaking even i guess
1: everything is yeah everything is breaking even um everything is ultra fair and nice and good do you Mm -hmm. have any kind of does anything stand out to you as like a, a question from that
0: um Yeah, I think I think my big question is like, who determines what's good? Like, what's your system of government? Like, who who's making these rules and enforcing these rules? Yeah,
1: there is. No, there isn't.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. So it just sounds like it's not going to work then.
1: I guess you could have workers demanding it.
0: Yeah. How are they on unions? Do they give a shit?
1: I don't think they care. I think that's fine. Okay. This one To me, a big problem was if I'm an employer in the system, why do I, why does anyone aspire to be a factory owner if they're just going to break even every day?
0: Yeah, that's confusing to me.
1: Like I get it if, you know, workers control it and are doing it for the good of society and stuff. But if you still, why why does one person take up that task or why do banks loan out money if they're not going to make stuff off of it? Like it seems like they're trying to keep capitalism without the engine that, without the fuel that drives it
0: yeah yeah that that's a good way of putting it yeah i'm i'm giving this one a, a confused rating whatever it is
1: <laughs> i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it no stars
0: no stars i love it yeah i'm gonna give it a one with a question mark next to it which just indicates like if someone wants to call me up and explain this go for it but uh <laughs> but as it stands i'm not i'm not sure i get it
1: it does sound i guess like nice I don't. It doesn't sound that nice. It sounds kind of. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like great. Like I'm not excited about these. Like, ooh, cool! I can still get loans. Thank you. Mm, Mwah mwah mwah. Like, (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm
0: not. I'm not jumping up for joy for these things. And I don't think they'll work.
1: Yeah, there. If you're a a listener, if you're an expert on mutualism, or even if you're well, decently well versed at this, you're more well versed than I am. So, give us a message. Tell us why. Yeah, yeah. Mutualism is cool. State your case. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We're not the experts on any of this stuff.
0: No, yeah. As usual. (laughs) Definitely not. All right. Who's next? Next contestant.
1: We have collectivist anarchists. Okay. All right. Collectivist anarchists, uh, they want to... My my conception of them is kind of like anarchist socialists, okay? Because here's why. They want... Community control of the means of production, right? Workers should control their own workplaces, that sort of thing. Cool. But they want to keep that, they want to stay in that transitionary stage of socialism where people get paid for their work, right?
0: Okay.
1: So, so there's no exploitation no because you're in charge, but but um, everybody gets paid fairly for the work that they do.
0: Sounds good so far.
1: Usually in the form of like labor vouchers or weird alternatives to money. Um, oh, basically that's just weird you worked you know and here you go
0: (laughs) good job so wait 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 so i i go to work i do work and they give me what like food or what
1: (laughs) well they give you like you know i guess coupons or little pieces of paper or you know a digital current whatever that says you worked for this many hours and then everything in society is like distributed based on on payment of those things you know
0: weird is it all do you think it's all hour-based is that Uh,
1: so it's not just like from the top. Nobody is deciding this for you and saying like, uh, people working in this factory should get this, like everybody working in that workplace, wherever that is, is deciding among themselves what all the positions should get. All right. Mm. So okay, you're, you're deciding what to make, how much people should be paid for it, et cetera, democratically. So that's one of the big things about this whole part of the spectrum is These ones that we're going through now, the libertarians and the anarchists is they don't have anybody from above really telling this uh, ordering Mm -hmm. this stuff around all the different means of production places, the workplaces, the farms, whatever. Those are all controlled by the workers and the workers are deciding these things for themselves. So they're all kind of good in the sense that you're not going into work and and taking it from your boss.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You guys are all the bosses. That's cool. Yeah.
0: How do you decide how much people make? Like, I don't even know how I would start that conversation.
1: I don't know either. There may be some sort of calculation involved uh, or just democratically trying to argue it out and say, no, you know, this should totally be worth it. Sounds
0: much. like a fight in a box.
1: Yeah. Uh, who knows?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's worth it. Okay. So I go to work, which and me and my colleagues have decided how much that how much money I should make. So it's not really money. It's more like coupons for stuff.
1: Yeah. How much should you be compensated for?
0: You you earned three meals today, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So I would imagine in such a governing in such a society. You know, if people are just and working cooperatively together, they're gonna decide that everybody should get sufficient labor voucher things for uh, surviving. You know, everybody should have yeah. a decent you know floor of survival.
0: Does that include people who don't work? Uh hopefully they may nice. There
1: may be some, yeah, some sort of community based um way to look out for everyone. I would I would hope so. Yeah, but if y'all don't have that collectivist anarchist, put it on the list because it's good. Um like look out for people who can't work. But
0: yes, please do back that. in the
1: day they were just kind of arguing about these things and saying everybody's gotta work. And they're always arguing targeting like the bosses, you know. Mm-hmm. Like those guys sit on their ass and take do our stuff. Money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's but, fair. I like that.
1: In you know, nowadays we're we're thinking like, okay, but what about people who aren't working but they can't
0: yeah people with disabilities chronic illness all that kind of stuff
1: so they're okay so what what do you what will you what will you rate them the collectivist anarchists
0: hmm that sounds good do they know how they want to get there like what's their plan uh
1: that's revolutionary um okay so they want to overthrow capitalism and replace it with this a social revolution nothing with like leaders and stuff just people uprising
0: cool cool I don't know, can I give, I mean, we haven't done a half rating yet. Can I give it
1: a 3.5? If you want to, you can.
0: Okay.
1: I'm only going to give it a two.
0: Damn.
1: The reason I'm going to give it a two is because it's kind of unwieldy. You have to, like you said, come up with how the hell you're going to pay everybody. mm mm-hmm. um, And I think that's hard to do, even if you were doing it from the top down and just telling everyone what they're going to get paid. It's even harder to yeah. decide among your, I mean, like, has anyone been to a staff meeting? It's hard to make a decision. In <laughs>
0: oh things. my God. Yeah. It'd be horrible. Like, deciding, like, what you're going to bring in for lunch for somebody's birthday is hard. Yeah. Um. Okay, question. This might alter my rating. Do they have... I mean, we talked about having, like, a base level needs. Is that their version of, like, a welfare situation? Like, okay, everyone gets... Does everyone get guaranteed housing? Or is it, like, you have to use your vouchers from work to pay for housing?
1: It's basically up to the local, you know, local commune whether or not they want to provide that. I did okay. also note that... So, a lot of collectivist anarchists see it as kind of the way to get to just complete anarcho communism, which we'll cover later. Okay. It's like, uh, it's for, so it's their version of like socialism as the mm-hmm. transitionary state. But some of them think, no, this is cool. Let's stay here.
0: Yeah. I'm a, I just have a lot of questions about this one. Like, are there still, I mean, there's still like businesses, I guess. So, and the the idea, Of like, it's all, it feels very, it feels localized in the sense of your workplace, but like a lot of people don't live where they work. And it just is a little confusing to me.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Um, Under this system, that would probably be, people would tend to work closer to where they live, I guess, because of. Mm, that sucks. Because of how it's run. It's also very theoretical. It has not really been put into widespread use. During the Spanish Revolution in, in some of the Catalan regions, they had workers' cooperatives like this and collectives and stuff that were kind of variations of this. And in
0: Barcelona. Is that what a co-op is, just deciding how much people get paid?
1: <laughs> uh, a truly democratic co- uh, workers' co-op would, yeah. You, everyone would decide together what, okay. each, uh, what each position would be paid and stuff, yeah.
0: What's a grocery store co-op? <laughs> I've heard of that.
1: So a grocery store co-op is just like uh, a grocery store Uh, That's owned by people who shop there. So like it's a membership sort of thing, but you're, you know, you're collectively owning that place. Members decide what foods and products are stocked there and like the quality, you know, basically you govern the grocery store that you Hmm. patronize, vote on standards for negotiating prices, uh, how the employees are compensated, all this sort of stuff.
0: Okay. I've seen them on TV. That's all I know about it. (laughs) I know the hippies go there and it sounds cool. All right, I'm bumping down um the collectivist anarchist to a three just because I have a lot of questions, man. I just don't know
1: I think that ultim- it's a, it's a better you end up in a better place than you do with democratic socialists, but I think that democratic socialists like have a better like a more appeal like it's it's simpler
0: they have more of a process too like it's it's really easy to understand Whereas Yeah. this one I was like excuse me this what? one is clunky that's
1: <laughs> the big downside to it. I'm gonna make a note clunky. Okay. Next up on our list, the anarcho-syndicalists.
0: What did you say? The
1: anarcho-syndicalists. All right. You know, like when you're, when you encounter a peasant in the field and he doesn't want to call you the king. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, there's there's no king. We're an anarcho-syndicalist commune. That's. (laughs) Okay. Anarcho syndicalism, that's what he's talking about.
0: Wow, okay. What a word, syndicalist.
1: Yeah, syndicalist just refers to basically governance by trade unions or industrial unions. Okay. okay? Workers, labor unions. Okay. Uh, It's a revolutionary ideology. Okay. So there's going to be, there would be a revolution to overthrow capitalism. It would be led by industrial unions. So by unions across industry, big unions, not like the the plumbers union, the electrician union, you know, but like huge, uh, industry wide unions uh, that would take control of the economy, go on general strike, uh, and take over the country and abolish capitalism. I like that. Uh, every, basically everything would be unionized into one big union or a few big unions, maybe. And then workers would govern their workplace and society overall through a di- direct democracy. All right, so okay. they're voting, like we said, on the workplace stuff, but they're also voting, um, on just how to run, you know, how to run their local area. This is hard. So You've Run into the same problems where you were talking about like, do you work where you live? That sort of thing. It still has that localization issue.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Kind of. Uh But basically, yeah, the work, the labor unions would be in charge. I don't want to say that too much because it's not like a top down thing. Everybody who works is in these unions too. So it's like kind of a direct democracy situation. Okay. Just going through unions to do so. Yeah.
0: Okay. I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's, so, when you say big unions, mm-hmm. like I would picture a union that's that big has workers who are spread out, right uh is that's that an interesting
1: point, yeah, so the way it works is you'll have your local union branch that you're a part of, right okay, we're part of this union, maybe, but we're the branch of this
0: okay, so you can have some satellite offices or whatever
1: yeah and and your workplace has its you know it's everyone's in a in the same union there, right. Mm-hmm. And you guys send delegates to the overall syndicate. Okay. This is like a, like a Congress, but of labor union delegates from interesting uh, places. Um, and that would be kind of your local government sort of thing. The syndicate. Okay.
0: okay. So let's give an example. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think, I'm trying to think of a profession that's not fucking restaurants. Cause I always go to restaurants. Um, you're a teacher. Okay. There's a big national teachers union, of course. But I guess what are the steps between that? Like your school has a an organization? Yeah, and your district. school
1: would, would – everyone there would work – you know, would be a part of this union uh, because it's good and it fights for people and everyone wants to be it. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, hey, who's who are the leaders among us? Let's vote for them. And, and this might rotate. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not a long-term position or something, but – We'll send them to the local, to the syndicate, which is all the other schools in the, in that geographic region, whatever we make that. Uh, they would send delegates and then that would be kind of your local governing body, the syndicate there. Okay. Okay. And then those syndicates from with, from that would say, who are our leaders? Send delegates to a bigger federation. Yeah.
0: So does, okay. (laughs) Would the teachers union ever need to negotiate with, I don't know, the auto union? Do unions hang out? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay.
1: So when we are sending delegates to the local syndicate, the whole town is not run by the teachers union. It's run by that syndicate, which is drawn from all the Okay.
0: I thought the syndicate was teachers from different, like the leaders of different areas. Well, it will be them,
1: but also, you know, the auto unions and everything. Yeah. Okay, uh, so this is the top,
0: I, this is really reductive. The top plumber in town meets with the top teachers in town, meets the top whoever's in town. Yeah. The bakers, the butchers.
1: Yeah, and this is why we kind of stressed that it was industrial unions or the big unions. You can have unions like the IWW, the International Workers of the World, which is not like, yeah, we only cover teachers, or we only do this or whatever. That's why if, if they're all kind of united like that in a big labor group that just fights for workers in general. You don't really have to worry about there being different union organizations, you know. You're all you're coming from different workplaces, but you're all a part of the same, you know, the same union yeah. organization.
0: Okay, wait, so I'm confused. So is that would that be the case here? Is that it's one big union?
1: Uh yeah, or maybe a couple unions, but generally not too many unions. You don't have a, a whole Okay. Of... Okay. Yeah, so think about it like it's direct democracy okay Mm -hmm. it's just run through your workplace
0: okay sounds like a pain in the ass
1: uh i mean i guess it can be (laughs) the theory from their perspective the theory is that it's cutting out the middleman of parliament or you know congress or Mm -hmm. some sort of a legislative body that doesn't have a direct tie to the economy their theory is why are these people around why don't we just govern ourselves and you know we're the ones who do every you know everything in society depends on the economy like going and and mm-hmm. people producing in their workplaces and stuff, so why don't we just govern through that? Why don't we just have people democratically run their workplaces and then those workplaces like democratically run everything that's okay. from their perspective what they would be
2: it's not
0: bad it's not bad. I'll give you a rating first, I'm still mulling
1: um I'm gonna give it a three okay. I am sympathetic to them.
0: Okay. Um. I think I'm gonna give it a 2.5. I just I just don't understand it very well. And I mean I don't I th- I think I struggle with like
1: what are your big hangups? Yeah.
0: I think I struggle with with the idea of work worker run things not because I'm like an asshole, but because like. I just don't know how it would work. And I'm like, I, I think I've also just been conditioned by capitalism to like hate on um, workplaces. So I'm just like, why would I wanna want them to be in charge? But it wouldn't be like it is now. It wouldn't be like my fucking CEO's in charge of my life. Yeah. It would be that my but still even like my coworkers being in charge of my life, that's still kinda weird to me. But I don't know.
1: I guess that
2: makes <laughs> sense. Hey. It
0: sounds hard. I think I'm also coming from a place where like Like I've been working remote for a few months now and like I know that's definitely where things are going. So I'm just like, how is that going to work? And like even my workplace currently, we have people, you know, in Chicago, we have people like all over the place, you know, like it's not a centralized workplace. So like how would you determine cost of living across vastly different areas?
1: So that wouldn't happen.
0: Okay, like <laughs> the, the the company would split the fuck up.
1: Yeah, that happens because it's good for the corporation right now. But I mean, why would the workers want to keep that in place? Really, why would they want to open up a branch way the hell over there? Uh, that's for the so capitalism currently, of course, is for the service of the bourgeoisie. Yeah, and
0: that's why they open all these satellite offices because it's cheaper in certain states or certain it, other countries.
1: Yeah, and it funnels it up to where they are. And they can you know extract that from wherever to them. In a worker run situation. Not just the anarcho syndicalist, but really any of these any of these ideologies we're talking about, the goal shifts to uh, production for society, you know. And yeah. I don't think there's a real reason. For, uh, there may be a few exceptions, but there's not as many reasons for there to be such nationwide, you know, different companies doing different things all over the place.
0: I guess that's true. Yeah. I think, I think my job's very weird too. <laughs> so Should I'm just be, yeah. like, I'm trying to figure out like what the fuck would I do? Like no one fucking needs design that much. Like it's fine, but like, it's not, it's not an essential service. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: you got to understand that under all of this, uh advertising's going to take. Oh,
0: hey, exactly. So. There's no more, there's no more advertising. There's no more, and if any of that shit. So yeah. I'm out of a job.
1: Yeah. Figure out something else to do
0: i'll um, go full-time artist i guess technically you still need art
1: yeah well you want the ones that try to transition as quickly as possible to no one has to do anything that way you can just do
0: yeah that's a good point i'll keep an eye out for that i want the extreme ones <laughs> <laughs> just let me write books alone in my cottage that's what i want
1: <laughs> uh, all right so those are anarcho-syndicalists okay. run everything through your workplace
0: not bad not bad democratically I'm, i maybe i'll give it a three equally. i'm changing mine to a three Sorry, I am being um, kind of a three year right now.
1: It's okay. I was, I realized I had overcomplicated terminology and stuff.
0: That's okay.
1: All right, our next stop is are the most radical of the of this quadrant of the, the zone. Social anarchists are the anarcho communists.
0: Okay, I've heard of these. Yeah,
1: sometimes they call them ancoms, just to shorten it, you know, anarcho communist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anarcho communists want there to, you know, want to have a revolutionary overthrow mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. of capitalism and of the state. Cool. All right. They don't believe in a transitionary period where the state is in control and socialism and, you know, the dictatorship of the proletariat. They don't want that. They don't, don't do that. That, that makes they sense. Want- it
0: can be problematic.
1: Yeah, they want to they wanna get rid of the state and get rid of capitalism. They want to get to communism, communal control, social control, You know, social control of the means of production. People are in charge, you know, instead of the capitalists. No more exploitation and move toward where everyone gets what they need. But it's not from a top-down system or anything. It's governed at the local level by the people in their places. Not really through their workplaces or anything, just kind Mm -hmm. of direct democracy there. Um, That's
0: cool. So
1: Workplaces would be governed democratically, sure. -hmm. There's no wage system at all or anything. It's, we decide what we're going to make for our community, you know, and that's what we're doing.
0: Um, I like that one.
1: It's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of utopia ish.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I like it, I think.
1: In the sense that they don't talk a lot about how to get there besides a revolution to overthrow the state and start doing this. Yeah. From their perspective, they argue that you don't really need a state to do this. Um, You can have decentralized stateless collective federations, basically just direct democracy at the local level. And if you need to have a more national or more cooperation between different regions and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, a wider net like that, you would elect, you know, delegates to go cooperate voluntarily with those different areas.
0: Okay. Cause that was going to be my question of like, if it's hyper localized, I'm assuming you can't grow everything, need to grow wherever right. you live. So yeah. you need to cooperate. Like, Hey, I don't have bananas here. Can you, can you, can we trade?
1: Can we say, yeah, we'll send you some somebody. Yeah. It's very, and it's, you know, not trying to make a profit or anything, not trying to exploit, just corporate. Just in that way. Yeah. They argue that that is sufficient to get, you know, that whole state of things, stateless, Uh, collective federations are sufficient to give both power to workers and to preserve personal freedom. Nobody's lording it over anybody else.
0: I like this one a lot.
1: (laughs) I kind of like this criticism that they level at kind of the more Marxist-Leninist versions. They say that, hey, you know, we've tried transitionary states of socialism and Karl Marx says they're supposed to wither away.
0: Hasn't worked. (laughs) But when
1: have they ever withered away is what they say, you know?
0: (laughs) That's fair. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like skipping a step, but like it seems like that might be a good step to skip. That was hard for me to say. Um Yeah, I like this. I feel like when I have when I fantasize about my dream world, I feel like it looks a lot like this, where it's just like, hey, I've got my neighborhood greenhouse, and we all work together, and whatever, we live in like a nice little commune. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, a narco commune. It's very similar to Animal Crossing. Our <laughs> <laughs> our top, uh,
0: our top utopia.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very, it's very much, it's it's utopia, and I like it. I think I worry, have a hesitance to give it five stars because maybe this is just me being expedient, but I think that that transitionary state of socialism might be necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do you think so? Uh,
1: because. I don't know. Maybe it's just like you like you were saying with the, your confusion on anarcho-syndicalism. To me, maybe my hang up is that I've been too conditioned to see things as being governed state? by states. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. So
1: I'm like, well, you got to have a state for a while to get everything ready. And then, and then you can. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I have those tendencies too. But for some reason, this one's not bothering me as much. I don't know why.
1: I like it a lot, though.
0: I'm I'm liking it's it. That's cool. Uh, I'm giving it a good rating.
1: Ultimately, I want that to be whatever happens, and I think that's kind of what Marx aims at: is having this, you know, anarchist situation, mm-hmm. you know, no government. No government, away. yeah. They just want to go like there. They don't want to do anything and fuck around in between. They want to go right to the right to that source.
0: I think I what like. gives me hope for this is seeing how the communities have turned out in like recent weeks seeing how people at protests are still supplying like food and water and stuff like that. And like, like I, I just, I feel like we could do this. <laughs> like, I mean, we're not, we're not, we need some more practice, but like, I, I think it could work, you know? And like, I think last week on the podcast, I was talking about, you know what if we just did a general strike and like we all fucking you know work together to make sure that everyone was fed and make sure that like we were all taken care of like that's what i want i just that sounds great
1: that's essentially what they're doing here so this may be yeah. a five
0: i'm giving i mean i'm being one of those food network judges that don't give perfect scores just because they don't um i'm giving it a 4.5 just in case there's something else that really wows me <laughs> all
1: right yeah i'm giving it a temporary four um I might bump that to five later. We'll see. Like,
0: that's what I'm thinking too. It might, it might bump up. It, it just, I want to I date around. I don't want to <laughs> settle down right away. So yeah, I like it though. It sounds pretty rad. All right. Who's next?
1: Who's next? So now we're moving up to the top quadrant. Okay. The more, what would you call more statist or more authoritarian? Yeah. Uh, initially, at least. And this will cover Marxists in general. And different varieties thereof. Not okay. all of them because there are too many, but some of them. <laughs> okay. Right? So we start with Marxists, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this because this is OG Marxism. This is what we covered in Communist Manifesto. This is Marx as Marx said it.
0: Cool. First three episodes. Go back.
1: Yeah. Workers control the means of production, they seize the state, they tra- transition to socialism, and then they transition to communism. So first they control, you know, they end exploitation and make sure that everybody's paid fairly, and then they gradually develop forces high enough such that everybody can have whatever they want. Utopia. State withers away.
0: I mean, it That's sounds rad. classic Marxism. I think having just heard the other one, though, I do have that question. How does that state wither away? How do we make sure that happens?
1: True, true. I'm going to give it four stars because it's the classic and it's good. You know,
0: <laughs> I think I'm also going to just because... I, I liked the other one just a little bit better because it does kind of contend with that issue of like, yeah, how's that going to work? The state
1: withering away. Yeah. Yeah. Our next, uh, our next of the Marxists are the left communists. Uh, the left communists, they would consider themselves Marxists, but their variant is that they are, a, so they're called the left Marxists because they're kind of extreme, you know, they're the edgy <laughs> kids. Okay. Because they oppose participating in bourgeois parliaments at all, like any sort of, parliamentary or congress style thing they're like no bullshit that's bullshit don't look, okay i'm not okay are not going to be a part uh or if 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 there's a trade union that's that's like they don't think is radical enough they won't do it so these are your guys who are like kind of too cool for school you know <laughs> whereas marx argues hey you know use this stuff be allies with whoever you got to be so that you can get stuff going in your direction these guys are like no that's a waste of our time
0: so i'm kind of confused
2: All
1: right.
0: So their argument is, I mean, they still want a state. They just don't want to work with bougie people.
1: Yeah, theirs is kind of a a question of tactics. Um, They still basically want to go in the general Marxist direction. Mm -hmm. But they argue that leftists waste their time uh, with any sort of involvement in bourgeois parliaments. You know, which, sorry, this just
0: means means elected government. Electing stuff. Okay.
1: Electoralism is bad and don't participate in it at all. I'll give it any legitimacy, mm-hmm. uh, take to the streets, take direct action, only do that, and that, that'll that get you there.
0: Okay. I'm more of a mix where I'm like, well, you can do both if you want. I don't think, again, like I said earlier, I don't think you should rely on electoralism overly, like, only. I think that's, that's a dumb idea, but I think it's fine to do both. Might as well hedge your bets.
1: Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I'm going to give them two stars because <laughs> I like their passion, you know, like Mm-hmm. They're, and they're going in the right place. It's just that I don't, I don't, I don't think they have the right idea in terms of the, in terms of completely abstaining from government, electoralism, and stuff. Like, why not use it?
0: Well, what's confusing to me is that they want to abstain from that, but like eventually, when they do have their own state, like they're probably going to also vote and stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be a bourgeois parliament, though. That wouldn't. oh well, no, like, it
0: wouldn't. It'd be a, a purely a workers, worker-run,
1: a Soviet, you know, like yeah, it'd be a council or something.
0: Okay. They would be yeah. fine with that. I think I'm going to copy you and also give it to am I'm copying your answers, teach.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Marxist Leninists.
0: So I'm a little worried, but tell me. Tell me about that. All
1: right. <clears throat> everything is stupid, naming wise, from here on out. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, only, well, Trotskyists, they're fine, but everything gets kind of stupid. Marxist Leninists is Lenin's update to Marxism. Okay. Right? That's what it I forgot and it sounds kind of like that. Uh, but it's Lenin's update to Marxism. Basically, he took Marxism, applied it to Russia's case.
0: Yeah. But he he was his idea, though, was like the Vanguard Party. Right. That had to like, yeah. do it first. You have
1: to have the Vanguard Party to make it happen. Uh, a communist party leads that state. Uh, basically, you know, kind of a stronger state to deal with the problems that they that they were that Russia was facing. All right. Uh, he takes Marxism and kind of adapts it in those ways. But uh, Marxism-Leninism, as an idea, was first actually put together and codified as a thing by Stalin after Lenin's oh, death. okay. So this is Stalin's interpretation of
0: how oh, Lenin weird.
1: applied it. Yeah. Okay. stupid. Uh, a lot of people call it Stalinism.
0: Mm. okay.
1: And so here's where listeners might be like, uh, don't you call it that or don't you call it whatever. All right. I don't care what you call it. The main thing is it's Marxism updated with Lenin's additions. The whole, van- like you said, the Vanguard Party, a stronger uh, communist party and, and, and a stronger state dominance over economy and life overall. Nominally in that transition period on the way to it withering <laughs> away under communism. Uh, but obviously that didn't happen in the Marxist-Leninist-Soviet Union.
0: yeah. yeah. Stalin wasn't very nice.
1: No, I so with Marxist Leninism, I do like, I do like its use of the Vanguard Party. I think that that's, I think at least in that situation, it was very useful.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And that's the thing with a lot of these variations of Marxism is that they all seem kind of useful in their particular uh, case.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's just whenever people come out the other side and say this is now universal this is how things should yeah, be this done. is
0: the way we're gonna do this like yeah that, that's not gonna apply for everybody
1: yeah I think that's a, a good way to look at it Uh, anyway okay. what would you what would you rate this I want you to go first this time
0: Oh <sighs> yeah I think I'm gonna give it a two. a two I just I'm a little worried I mean like like you said it worked fine for Russia for a bit but then like the fact that this is Stalin's interpretation of it and Stalin was kind of fucked up makes me not like it
1: yeah Stalin's kind of an asshole
0: i mean what was his interpretation of it i guess what was it any different than Lenin's interpretation it's not,
1: so it's not wildly different i think that if, when he puts it into practice he puts it into practice differently than the ideology says a little bit okay you know, he's very ruthless and stuff and marxist Leninism is is sort of that way
0: because they had that idea of what was it it was the idea of like once you agree to something you can't back out basically yeah
1: democratic centralism
0: yeah, and that is nasty to me. I don't like that.
1: Okay, yeah, that's that's Leninist. That's that's like you know, Lenin agreed with that too. So that's not a that's not. I I always
0: reserve the right to change my mind, and that's why I'm giving them a
2: two.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Uh
0: are you into it? I'm kind
1: of into it, but only I think only in admiration. Like, I think that it did a good job when it started. Um, it did a great job of taking over Russia of catapulting it right on past uh, those early, you know, the parliamentary stage of it that lasted for months (laughs) before it was overthrown. It was highly effective in doing that. But I don't know if that admiration is enough to say, I want to actually follow this political program. I'm going to give it a two.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing is it it sounded effective at the time. I don't know how well or if it would even work today. And I think I also have an innate distrust of any ruling class. So. (laughs) That's my concern.
1: All right. Well, let's give you another, uh, an offshoot here uh, that you might, you might see some merit to Trotskyists. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. This follows the the work of
1: Leon Trotsky. Yeah. Uh, This is Leon Trotsky's criticism of the Soviet government under Stalin's rule. Okay. Uh, It's what it's based on. The ideology is, um, it's similar to like old school Marxism plus the Vanguard party idea. All right. But. He was really critical of the Soviet government, its bureaucracy. You know, he was like, that's lame. You guys basically just became another ruling class yourself.
0: That's what I was concerned about. Trotsky's got my back on this.
1: Yeah. And he also includes the idea of a, what he calls a permanent revolution, which can be explained complicatedly, but basically it's just exporting the idea of exporting socialist revolutions to other countries, encouraging okay. revolutionary movements wherever throughout the world.
0: Hey, I like that one. I was talking to Kyle about this the other day and I was just like, I just want communism. <laughs> He's like, how's it going to work? And I'm just like, well, if like everybody did, it, it'd be a lot easier because like the problem is like once once one country does it, like another country is going to fuck them like fuck them over. And like if, you know, there's all the always these arguments of like, oh, well, job creators will just take their shit to other countries. I'm like, not a, if all the other yep. countries are communist too. So mm-hmm. I like that. So there was a there's a
1: big debate with them, you know, uh, between Marxist-Leninists or Stalinists, right? And Trotskyists. Trotskyists doing this permanent revolution thing and saying that, hey, you know, Marx wanted this to be part of a global communist revolution. And Stalin is saying, hey, no, actually it's possible to build socialism in one country. Uh Stalin's defenders say like that he would be arguing that we're going to build socialism here and then, you know, that will help us build socialist revolutions elsewhere.
0: Okay. Uh, but he it's never a different he, priority. He
1: didn't focus yeah, he focused on here first and then other places. He's very yeah. nationalist in that
0: very way. nationalist, yeah. Whereas
1: Trotsky was way more internationalist and way See, more I like about, that. about getting uh getting things going in other places.
0: Okay. Right. I, I like that.
1: What's your verdict on Trotskyism?
0: I think I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah? Yeah, I pretty good. I really like the global aspect of it, just again, just referencing the protests that have been going on in early June it's happening everywhere and i think like it's really having an effect everywhere and it gives me hope that we can kind of unite in that I, I think it's a good idea and i again i'm so distrusting of states that it sounds it sounds cool like again my fantasy of of a strike of a general strike would also be a global strike yeah so, yeah
2: now
1: he does you know trotsky would still want a state he wouldn't want a big Permanent party bureaucracy on top, but he would want there to be a state for a while governed directly by, you know, the Soviets, the the workers councils. Okay. He would want that to be in place, but he wouldn't want there to be a permanent class of people with elite privileges at the top.
0: So, I guess what does he mean that like that would rotate out or something, or you would you would yeah,
1: so people would be elected to those positions based. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm debating on a three or four with them because.
0: Yeah, I could see a three two.
1: I have old Trotsky sympathies. I've always kinda kinda dug in. I'm I'm an I'm a reformed Trot in that way. That's the derogatory
0: <laughs> Trot okay. way to call
1: yeah, Trotskyists is trots.
0: Okay. I like it.
1: Yeah, I kinda like I'm gonna give him a four. Trotsky, cool glasses, cool hair. He's
0: got cool hair. Your hair very much channels his hair. <laughs> yeah, thanks.
1: <laughs> All right. Last one of our Marxists. All right. Again, there are so many others.
0: <laughs> yeah, last ones that we're covering.
1: Yeah. Last Marxist that we're covering is Maoism.
0: Okay. I don't know anything about Maoism.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. And so I had to do quite a bit of research with him. And, uh, it's, this is another situation where Maoism originally was just how Mao applied Marxist Leninism
2: mm-hmm.
1: to the situation in China.
2: It's
0: like a in cover China? band.
1: Yeah, his cover of Marxist Leninism in China was originally Maoism and then it gets mm-hmm. codified later on like Stalin did, you know, he interpreted yeah. Lenin's application. This is what happened to Mao when once he died and then actually way later than that people interpreted what he had done and and put it into an ideology called okay. Marxist-Leninist-Maoist or Maoist. You
0: know? Okay, yeah. That makes sense though. Because like it's not like whenever you're doing stuff, you're like, I call this Maoist style. <laughs> like that yeah. would be crazy. It makes yeah. sense that it would be like codified after you die.
1: So some people, especially, you know, hardline Marxists will treat this kind of like Pokemon evolutions. Okay. You got <laughs> Marxism, then you have Marxism Leninism, then you have Marxism, Leninism, Maoism. And they treat it as like evolutions. You know, it's Okay.
0: But if you give it a certain stone, it'll go Trotskyism. If you have a high friendship level and you evolve them during the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So here's here's kind of the heart of what Mao's ideology was about. His update for the Chinese situation was that in a pre-industrial society, you know, mm-hmm. in a society that wasn't quite as industrially advanced as, as Marx was looking at, uh, peasants would be the revolutionary vanguard class okay. instead of the proletariat, the urban workers. Yeah. You would rely on peasants to do that. In the rural countrysides. Cool. He had a kind of weird idea about new democracy, which is just like saying that he didn't like how regular electoralism was done. He wanted to do it differently, more responsive to the people or something. Uh, He has a cool idea, though, about this called the mass line, uh, which is the idea that the Communist Party or, you know, or revolutionaries in that country. Right. They should be constantly trying to get ideas from the masses, from people. Okay. It's like, like, what do you want? Like, what's going wrong in in your town, in your situation? What do you want to see? What do you wish we were doing? You know, how do you want to see society change? Uh, and then they, you know, it's the job of the party to get that information, to figure out how it fits into Marxist ideology, you know, figure out how they can use that to, you know, drive the revolutionary, the revolutionary movement forward. And then give that back to the people and say, hey, we are going to change this that you wanted mm-hmm. to change. We're going to fix this that you wanted to fix. What
0: is this called again?
1: It's called the mass line.
0: The mass line. Okay. So basically yeah. it's like, it's like a survey. Like, what's it's a wrong? strategy. Yeah. It's, okay. it's
1: saying constantly figure out what people want, figure out how you can adapt that to the revolutionary cause and give it to them. That way they will love you.
0: That sounds good. Yeah.
1: He's got an idea of the protracted people's war, which is just kind of a strategy of guerrilla warfare in in terms of fighting revolutions. Maoism is very revolutionary in the sense that it focuses on fighting a revolution. Yeah. Because that's what Mao was doing, you know, when he was, when he was coming up. It's got a lot of elements of that. Uh The last one that drew my attention in aspects of Maoism is the cultural revolution. Okay. The cultural revolution in this. China, as it was applied, was pretty bloody. Uh, that yeah. involved a lot of like purges of people and stuff. Yeah, not good. Basically, it's, ideology though is to keep on guard constantly against bourgeois elements coming back you okay know, the bourgeoisie always trying to come back in and and get some privileges and make themselves party elite or something like that Gross. like you can't have that you got to constantly be on watch against that and and you know the dark side of that of course is that everybody gets paranoid of who's doing this and who's counter-revolutionary or whatever Mm -hmm. and they start killing folks
0: yeah that that's what i've heard about it is it seems it seems bad
1: yeah pretty much about the only thing i like in maoism i like the mass line idea as a strategy i think it's useful figure out what people want give that to them it's active listening (laughs) yeah and i mean i guess if you're fighting a guerrilla war then the other aspects might be useful too with the protracted stuff
0: This one almost has like the opposite problem of a lot of these where like a lot of them don't focus on how to get there. This one seems to be a little too focused on how to get there and like not enough on like what's the what's the goal.
1: Right. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, China had a really long a a protracted revolution, so it it took a long time. And I guess that's why maybe it has that heavy focus on. Yeah. On the the combat part of it. That and Mal was kind of paranoid. So you end up with the cultural revolution stuff.
0: Yeah, we definitely should do some episodes on China because I have no idea. (laughs) Like, I don't know anything about what went down communism-wise. Same. Yeah, I could learn a lot doing that.
1: All right. What do you uh, ascribe to Maoism?
0: Probably a two, just because I'm like, I don't know how useful this is right now. Like, I mean, I know there peasants, I guess, still exist. Maybe we don't call them peasants anymore, but like, definitely poor people exist.
1: And... It is – uh so, you know, we're coming from this from a very Western exactly. perspective where, you know, United States-centric. Maoism is a very popular communist uh, ideology in more underdeveloped countries where okay. people are fighting communist insurgencies or whatever in situations where you basically do still have peasants. You know, you have people who are in extreme poverty and stuff.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: But, yeah, I would agree with – uh I don't like it that much i mean
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely the cultural revolution stuff is is pretty bad I, i like you said i like the mass line um but yeah i'm not i'm not overly i'm not i'm not overly swayed by this
1: i'm gonna do it like i did with the marxist leninists i do have an admiration for what china was able to do in terms of alleviating poverty and increasing people's living standards and stuff but it is for the people who survived it's not for the people who were killed and the yeah. various atrocities and stuff so i would give it a two star
0: yeah <laughs> two star too too many atrocities <laughs> you'd think that would warrant a one star but i not guess not enough human rights two nice. stars <laughs>
1: <laughs> the server never refilled my human rights <laughs> all right that's the end of the marxist the last two that i have i'm only going to briefly mention them okay because there's not a lot to it uh you can kind of ascribe your stars as you want there are religious variations this is kind of an umbrella term because they can be communist, socialist, anarchist, any sort of one of those, and there are variations of this. Like there are Christian communists, Christian socialists, Christian anarchists, Buddhist I've heard of those. stripes of this too, uh, Islamic socialism. Okay, all it is is just blending kind of faith teachings, emphasizing the the, the faith, the uh, religious teachings of those figures you know that, mm-hmm. that tie into more socialist elements and more communist elements etc
0: i give it a shrug emoji um i mean i guess a three i get like if it gets you here sure but like um, my only concern with that is that they're not like well now everyone has to be this religion like use it to get people on board but don't use it as like a punishment or you know whatever
1: yeah i would give it a I would give it a two because it doesn't have much behind it so it does have like you said appeal mm-hmm. uh, to get people in if that's something that helps them get in. But I don't think it has much in terms of, it doesn't give much thought to how society would function under
0: How it would run. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm changing mine to a two also because I just realized that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a system. It just sounds like a way to teach people, which like is fine, like cool. But yeah, how would you run a a Christian communism society or a a Buddhist communist society? Like, I don't know.
1: In a multicultural setting.
0: Yeah, not everyone's going to be Buddhist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like,
1: So it'll lose its appeal for the mass society by saying, well, I mean, you know, just do this because, you know jesus said to just do this because buddha said to is not going to work for a lot of people
0: so yeah like there's only not i don't you know very few countries are monotheist in that way you know only have one religion and not only that like again i'm i'm a big fan of the idea of global communism so like that's that ain't gonna fly for that so
1: i think it's i think it's a good local variety you know if that's what works where where you need to appeal then yeah good. if think
0: if it gets you here sure we'll invite mm-hmm. you in it, it's fine just and
1: i don't think it maybe it's not meant to be a complete ideology itself it's just meant to be like a like a strike a flavor like a tendency yeah
0: okay yeah i give it a two
1: that's why it's in the uh, miscellaneous category
0: yeah whatever floats you wrote, if it gets you here sure
1: <laughs> uh, yeah in a similar vein you have eco-socialists who, okay. hey. I mean, they can be from kind of any of these other uh, ideologies, but this tendency, ten- uh, you know, focuses on environmental
0: impact and stuff. Mm, I like that one. I'm giving that one a four. I didn't even need any more details. I was like, yes.
1: There aren't that many more details. It's because it's there's so many. It's it's an umbrella term, and it, it can kind of apply in all yeah. these different.
0: You could be an eco-socialist, Trotskyist,
1: right? I think it's a. I think it's a tendency that people should have. I mean, the planet's dying, so.
0: Yeah, that's important, dude.
1: (laughs) All right. You want to go back through and see what you...
0: Yeah, let's look at our scores. All right. All right. My highest score was for anarcho-communism. So I would say that's my sun sign because I'm going to look up birth charts so we can... I'm going to teach you. (laughs) Now it's my turn to be the teacher. Oh, wait. I have it on my app. Co star. Is the, for those of you who don't use CoStar, we, the running joke is it's the uh, horoscope app for queer people.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I don't know why. Just everyone I know who's on it is queer. <laughs> um, so your sun sign is basically your, like, identity. It's kind of like what you show people. It's how you present, I think.
1: It's your primary thing?
0: Yeah. So sun sign okay. is what most people know. Okay. Like, I, i'm a gemini you're an aries oh okay okay yeah that's that's the one most it's people a sun's,
1: okay my sun sign so <laughs> when someone asks your sign you should say well do you want my son or my
0: Dang, okay yeah people do that i don't do that because i think it's annoying <laughs> but okay. people do do that um so yeah i would say probably my sun sign would be the anarcho- anarcho-communism because like it sounds it sounds rad it's it's what i identify with the most
1: Anarcho-communism.
0: And that one I gave a 4.5 just as a recap. What was your highest rating one?
1: So I had.
0: You had some ties, I think.
1: Four ties, you know, yeah. Uh, I liked anarcho-communism, OG Marxism, Trotskyism, and then eco-socialist kind of tendency, Mm -hmm. you know. Those are my highest all at fours. So I'm trying to decide if I want to bump one up, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go anarcho-communist too.
0: Okay, cool. That's as your sun sign. That's,
1: so that's the that's the sun sign?
0: <laughs> yes, and I'm reading from costar now. Determines your ego, identity and role in life. So I think that that sounds right. You can this is what you identify as. All right um next is your moon sign which is your emotions moods and feelings this doesn't have to be your second place by the way you can determine i'm putting eco-socialist here because i have a lot of feelings about eco-socialism so
1: your emotion moods and what, what, so what does this mean this is like your
0: it reflects your personality when you're alone yeah it, it's it's not so much about what you present to other people it's more like your your internal self <laughs> this show just got really ridiculous i'm sorry
1: No, this is what people want is communist (laughs) horoscopes.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I should preface I don't actually believe in horoscopes. I think they're just fun. I like to get drunk and read them.
1: My inner self, right? My, Mm -hmm. my, I, all right. I love, uh, I, I just love how scientific, how rational, how March of History but only not like march of history that it just that it just happens but that it's you know that he's bothered to like to take a look at the forces of history marxism man that's going to be my yeah my what sign moon moon
0: there's a bunch but we're going to just do the main three which is moon rising and sun all right so your rising sign is also called your ascendant sign it's the mask you present uh, it can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. So for me, I'm saying this is just pure Marxism because I think that's a tool that I use to be like, "Hey, isn't doesn't this sound cool?"
1: Okay, I mean, I would pull something that I that that aren't even in my top.
0: Yeah, uh, stars that's a good point. Wise,
1: either sock Dems or Dem socks. One. That's I mean, a good
0: point. Yeah, you can. I tend to. Oh, that's a good point. When I first maybe.
1: meet someone, especially, I come across as just kind of a you know left liberal maybe. Um, In terms of talking through things. And then if I, you know, and then if you get to know the person, okay, let me introduce you to the harder (laughs) stuff. Let
0: me show you the real shit. Maybe that should be my rising is is democratic socialist. I'm okay with that.
1: I would say democratic socialist, reformist, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to, I just, you know, I'm I'm playing nice. I want to, you know, I want to help people. (laughs) Look how reasonable I am. Nice and good. And yeah, don't you think that people should, yeah, that's, that's definitely rising. All that right. sounds good. But like as far as I am, I guess I'm anarcho communist overall.
0: Yeah, what what is your, your rating? Like
1: I I'd bump them descending. to a five because that's my top one, you know?
2: Okay. What's next?
1: Marxism, classic Marxism, that's that's, that's my second one. that and Trotskyism, I'm gonna keep those at fours as my backups with eco socialism as a I don't I don't think it's a full ideology in itself, so it's kinda like a concern of mine, but it's not. It's a, it's something I also believe should be incorporated into my overall thing. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I would, mine's pretty similar. My top one is an anar- anarcho communism. Got to work on how to say that, huh? Um, uh, and Ancom. <laughs> that's yeah, that'll be easier for me. Um, yeah, I would say I still really like OG Marxism. That one also got a four for me. I think it's a good talking point. I think it's a good, easy way to explain things. Um, yeah, same thing with eco socialism. Like, I like it, but I want, I want there to be more to it. But I basically, I want that to be folded into whatever we do. Yeah. If, if we get to anarcho communism, like, you better fucking have sustainability in there.
1: Mm hmm. For sure. Um,
0: Trotskyism I liked because of the global element, but I didn't like too much out of it. So that one's kind of, kind of on the same level as, as econ, I would say, or eco socialism for me. Like, I like bits of it um and yeah i think i think democratic socialism is a good way to to onboard people <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> that's definitely how i got got in like i i got in here because of bernie fucking sanders who is now endorsing joe biden so like you know burn your heroes
1: <laughs> yeah i i mean i definitely started my migration leftward in the social democrat camp and just yeah. like yeah let's do good things and then you know gradually you just get i just kind of moved from that into democratic socialism and then kind of further on, you know?
0: Yeah. It's like, I I think a lot of this discussion has been, what can we do right now versus, you know, what do we want in the future? And I think those are both important questions to ask. Um, And I think the trouble with most of these is they don't answer both of those questions. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's hard to have just an absolute favorite and be like, I'm absolutely right. So that's, I think that's okay though.
1: I think most people are eclectic about what ideologies they like and and don't like. Yeah. Pick a little from each. And
0: and yeah, pick and choose.
1: They're cafeteria Marxists.
0: Yeah, you pick and choose. And even if you don't, like, you can also, like, still hang with these people. (laughs) At least they're not capitalists.
1: Yeah. And pick a few to hate, too. You know, like, I really (laughs) hated mutualism.
0: Yeah, that one was confusing.
1: I didn't really like social Democrats much. I mean, I get it's good to work with them, but They're I don't. They're fine, like it.
0: but I'd rather have democratic socialists any day of the week.
1: Yeah. I didn't like uh, collectivist anarchists very much. That was kind of, I put clunky beside that one.
0: Yeah, that was fine. I thought it was confusing. Whenever I think of vouchers, I just think of in Handmaid's Tale, you would get tokens to buy things.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. That whole system is weird. Yeah. Uh, Maoism, I don't think I own enough, like, Mm-mm. assault rifles to be a Maoist. Um, no,
0: that sounds bad. It sounds like a lot of people are going <laughs> to die. Which, like, again, I'm just, I'm a fraidy cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, do you think you have a, hopefully, listeners, you were able to kind of follow along and figure out yeah. which one of these you liked and didn't like?
0: Yeah, I hope but, uh, you were able to, to give ratings. You didn't have to do the horoscope thing. That was just for fun.
1: <laughs> bonus material, yeah.
0: yeah. For all you all you weirdos out there. Okay, do we want to move to Organization Corner?
1: Let's do it. Organization corner. What are we talking about today?
0: We're talking about baby's first protest. <laughs> baby's first
1: protest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we're recording this, this is after how many days of of uh, of unrests and uprisings? Oh
0: gosh, it's been over mm. a week. So protesting. Probably ten. I think we're on day ten.
1: So talking about going out to protests, right?
0: Yes. Um. So yeah, I went to a protest um here in Dallas on June sixth. Um. It was a Saturday. So I went with two friends, um, mm-hmm. both former coworkers, and that is my first tip: is go with a friend. Um, don't go by yourself. You can go by yourself if you want, but like I'm, I'm a small, uh, femme-presenting person, so that didn't seem overly safe. I'm not small. I'm, I'm fat, but I'm also like short and like not physically fit and able to run. So like I just yeah. wanted to make sure I had people with me um so yeah definitely go with somebody if you can but yeah i just want to give some tips that like these aren't going to be like basic basic tips necessarily because i feel like there's plenty of resources out there for that um we can cover some of those if you want to but um i'm putting stuff that like i learned that i didn't realize (laughs) i guess until doing it yeah so the first one is, is it's fucking hot outside um so it was 97 degrees um yesterday and it fucking sucked so definitely wear sunscreen definitely bring water like that's a very basic tip but i'm just reiterating it because it's really fucking important (laughs) for sure yeah i brought three large like really big bottles of water and i went through like one and a half of them i probably could have gone through more but i didn't want to have to like piss in the street
1: (laughs) were there a lot of uh like water stations and things around? so
0: yeah at the main so the way the protest was set up was we went down to this park in downtown Dallas, um, mm-hmm. it's actually very close to where, like, we got our marriage license. So, yeah, we went d- there downtown, and they, like, had some speakers, which they were very good. And I love – they had a translator, which was awesome to, like, translate to Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then they we, like, marched around downtown and then came back to the park. So, at the park, they had a water station. They also, like, ordered pizzas. And we're like, does anyone want some pizza? And they had, like, snacks and all kinds of stuff. Cool. Yeah. The only thing was, like, the park itself is pretty small. So, like, we kind of had to, like – I used my outdoor concert skills to like get us closer to the shade <laughs> So I was yeah. like it's so fucking hot. So yeah that was the only issue it was like it's pretty crowded but it's fine. And even on on the walk too there were various people who were like someone had one of those like wagons that had like water in it and stuff. It was like a cooler but mobile. Yeah so the people have water there's some people who like had shirts that said like medic on it so like I felt very taken care of <laughs> like I was prepared and everything like I had snacks and water but like in case you didn't bring that, like, I think that's that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. I was very impressed with the organizers.
1: I was going to say, did you see any organizers, like, visibly? Like, that were helping people who didn't know what to do? or?
0: Um, I mean, there's the, the tent situation. And then, like, definitely someone had to have organized, like, the speakers that were there. I sure, think they yeah. did a really good job with that lineup. I, I came, like, a little bit late. So I, I missed part of the first speaker. But he was really good. Um, I, I, he was, like not playing games i loved it he like just fucking called for abolition of cops and i was like oh thank you like he was just like we're not kneeling with cops today and i'm like yes i love that
1: good yeah i just get annoyed seeing the viral videos of like oh here's some cops dancing with some people
0: (laughs) yeah do you see the one where they're doing the macarena
1: no i so i don't actually watch them i just see that they exist and i'm like
0: oh yeah i don't either it's just the autoplay on twitter it's just like, here you go. Yeah. I'm just like horrifying. Ugh. Um but yeah, so they had that guy, and then there was um this great like Filipino lady, um, who talked a lot about like solidarity with the Latinx community and like also like how the US military has really fucked over the Philippines and that was interesting. Yeah. Um they also had um a Muslim woman, um, and she was talking about Palestine. I was like, Fuck yes. So that was very cool. Um I appreciated them having awesome. lots of different voices there.
1: Yeah. That's cool, and that's a kind of diverse range of uh, priorities, but you know, things that we can mobilize for.
0: Yeah, exactly. It felt like this was a movement for something bigger, uh, not that Black Lives Matter is not important enough, but it's it's nice to know that like we were all we we're we were all showing up, you know, like it was good. Yeah. What else? Okay, so back to tips, though. My the biggest thing I learned. <laughs> that you do not have to chant the whole time because you will get tired. (laughs) Um, I only chanted for like the first maybe 20 minutes and every now and then I would try to do it again. But like you're out there, it's hot, you're wearing a mask and it just is exhausting. So like take breaks. Yeah. Uh, Maybe join in every other chant because I tried to do all of them at first and I was like, wow, I'm fucking exhausted.
1: (laughs) Well, obviously it's overwhelmingly negative having to wear a mask in public because of the reason behind it. Yeah. In terms of functional like benefits or whatever, you used to be going showing up to a protest in a mask was (laughs) you'd get the cops on you for being a potential vigilante insurrectionist (laughs) or something. Yeah, Uh, whereas now it's just like it's fine, and it helps if they tear gas somebody or something. Yeah, you know it helps marginally with that, Uh, but like you said, it's fucking hot. So it is really hot. It makes you feel like ten degrees
0: hotter. I will say I was impressed with how many people were wearing masks. I would say 95% of people were wearing masks. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was impressive. It was super weird being in a crowd after having not like had human contact with anyone but like my husband for like two months. So yeah. like I bumped into people and I was like, oh, <laughs> i like touched a human. Um but everyone was so nice. They were all like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know, everyone was super sweet. But yeah, so don't chant the whole time. That's okay. Take breaks. Same thing with lifting your sign. I definitely like was trying to lift it the whole time at first. And I was like, nope, I'm tired. (laughs) So take breaks. Yeah, for sure. I would have paced myself more yesterday if I could do it again. um, Because I felt by the end of it, I was just dead on my feet. Yeah,
1: that's good advice. So my experience was in a a different environment. It wasn't. Is more suburban than that, you know.
0: I think those are still important.
1: So, like, not a real diverse part of
0: <laughs> you know the
1: DFW area,
0: essentially Whitesville.
1: <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool. We were just demonstrating, like, out on a on a street corner, like an intersection, you know. Mm-hmm. We were lined along the sidewalk, each little group of you know either couple or pair or group group of people or whatever were kind of distance from the other. Yeah, groups. I was
2: going to ask if
0: it was socially distance. Ours was not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, ours was socially distanced like between the different groups basically.
0: Yeah, like your household or whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay. And they had they had signs there. They had kind of like an organizer or a few different people doing the organizing. They had signs like made already and they had a little station you could make, you know, Oh, that's sign.
0: cute. I wish we'd
2: had yeah. that.
1: It was that was awesome. I, I we pulled up and I was like, Oh, we didn't bring signs, you know? <laughs> and she was like, Maybe they have some here and they sure enough they did. That's awesome. Every, everybody was wearing masks. Uh we were You know, holding the signs out there saying Black Lives Matter, no justice, no peace. Uh, And I mean, you just hold it, held out the signs to the cars as they went by, you know? Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised both at the organization and the response. Like the organization, well done with all the signs and stuff. They had coolers of water and things up there. The few organizers that were there would kind of come around every once in a while and be like, hey, you need any water? You know, mm-hmm. they at some point brought popsicles or something.
0: They had oh, people well, bringing nice. in
1: resources, too.
0: I'm going to text Kyle to buy me some popsicles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when we were pulling up, there there was an Episcopal priest coming up, like, with a case of water. He was like, hey, you know, here, we brought these for you guys. Oh, that's nice. Um, and everything. Yeah, so, like, community support in that and stuff. And the response that we got from people was... Like I said, it's not a very diverse area, but a, and and it's pretty conservative. It I is. But I was really pleased with how many you know honks and waves and thumbs up and even That's some awesome. some raised fists and stuff. We only had a very few people. You know, one lady drives by saying, "My life matters" or something.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, you know, cool. only
1: I only saw one finger and <laughs> like someone doing the thumbs down in their oh, in their car. Thumbs
0: down. What a like uh, week. Protests, right yeah <laughs> no. i don't like
1: that <laughs> oh um, that's hilarious But besides that overwhelmingly it was positive and that's
0: awesome i'm impressed
1: yeah it was great to see to see the positive responses to see kids looking out the window just kind of like what's going on like just like yeah. wonderment sort of just like oh yes so it was it was it was pretty cool yeah. it was very like listeners you may be in a situation where you think you know what can i do i'm in the white suburbs but hey like check it out like go Go to Twitter, put in your, where you live, and you might find that there's some action happening that you can take part in.
0: Yeah, Facebook is another good resource. I never thought I'd say that, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to events in your area and look for it. They have a pretty good filtering system. Um, I wouldn't recommend saying that you're going to events because it makes you easier to find, but you can use it to get the information.
1: Oh, yeah. good Good call. So, yeah, what are some tips uh, for people, I guess? One thing, I guess, would be talking to the organizers if they're, if it's a situation where there are distinct organizers there. And it depends on the type of protest, too, right?
0: Yeah. Like, there's a lot of religious ones. There's a lot of those going on today. It's Sunday. Um, so those are, like, sponsored by church and stuff. So that might be harder to, like, you know, get on the speaking yeah. list or whatever. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, most people, I mean, go with, like, your phone charged, obviously. Make sure that yes. you have a way to contact people. Have numbers of uh, people that you know, maybe of lawyers, depending on what type of protest you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. a lawyer that you can count on to in case the cops get creative.
0: <laughs> yeah, what we did, um, so I am lucky enough to live downtown, basically. So it was like a 15 minute walk to the to the park that we were protesting at. So um, my husband stayed home and I just gave everyone that we were going with his number. And I was just like, hey, if you need to be picked up for any reason, if we get separated, call him. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would point out places along the way while we were walking, like, hey, let's meet up here. Like, this is a good spot if we need to fucking leave. Or yeah. while we were walking, I could see a building that was very close to my building. So I was like, see that one? My place is right next to it. If you need to get there, that's where that is. So just, like, pointing yeah. out landmarks for people. Because, like, these these people live, like, further out from Dallas. So mm-hmm. oh, still in Dallas, but further out from downtown. Um and a lot of people in these protests, I'm sure do don't you know, don't necessarily live in the city city. So it's good to help the people. outside <laughs> agitators. <even>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All these fucking outside agitators. No, I just mean like, you know, not everyone's familiar with your neighborhood. So yeah. like try to help out in that way if you can, just cause like it can be very disorienting to being, being in a city, especially like if you have kind of a skyline, it's easy to point out things and be like, Hey, that's where that is. That's the direction you need to go. If we need to leave.
1: For sure. Yeah. And i and be on, be aware of your surroundings you know for sure because you never know not really when someone's gonna do something crazy in your group but you know when the cops go go off on somebody
0: honestly for me i i kept track of where my place was because i was getting so tired i'm like if i need to bounce <laughs> that's where home is like if i start yeah. getting fucking heat stroke i need mm-hmm. i know where to go
1: <laughs> you need to look out for your personal safety too just in that in that regard
0: yeah for sure oh fucking rest afterwards i didn't do anything when i got home i just Took a shower and like vegetated on the couch. Like my mind was tired, my eyes were tired, everything was tired. Like I'm it's sore out today. Out in the sun,
1: man, it's it's oof. so
0: draining. <laughs> so yeah, hydrate. Drink twice as much water as you think you need to because I'm really bad about drinking water. So I have to like put lemon in it because I'm ridiculous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even though it's hard, even though it's dehydrating, even though you know it's tiring and you, and you're weirded out by being around. Mm-hmm. People, go, please go. do that if you can. In whatever capacity you can. You know your limits, you know, but yeah. do that.
0: We only went for like two and a half hours and I was like, I'm about to pass out. Let's go home.
1: <laughs> but That's two and a half hours that you gave to fighting for people's rights. You know, fighting yeah. for your own rights um, and advancing – you know, advancing our great left cause.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I would say like full disclosure, um, I did not go to the protests at the beginning of this um, because I, I heard a lot of rumors about how they're breaking bad. Like they were busting out tear gas pretty early in the day. And so I was like really nervous for like my personal safety mm-hmm. and I didn't have anyone to go with. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. So, but that whole weekend I felt like sick with regret and anxiety and guilt. So like, I think not saying like, well, now I'm absolved of my sins, but like, Going was really impactful. It really made a difference to me to see how many people in my community actually give a shit and think the same, not the same way, but enough that we can agree on all these things. Like There are people out there calling for the abolition of ICE Mm -hmm. and... I saw so many um, Latinx for Black Lives Matter signs, and I just like felt so proud of us for showing up. It felt like I I really felt connected to my community, and it was yeah. awesome to see that kind of support. And it was it was a very it was a pretty diverse crowd too. Um, like there was a group um, I think they were probably from a mosque. There was like um, like a line with lots of like Muslims for Black Lives signs too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was, it was like super touching and super encouraging. Like there, people had, not that many people. I saw a few people with kids. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was just very proud of my city. I think estimates were around like 3,000 people showed up. It was, it was a lot of fucking people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Another tip is also, there will be multiple chants going on if it's a big enough crowd. So just pick one, (laughs) pick whoever is closest to you and you can hear clearly. Pick whichever
1: one you like best. Yeah. It's got the best, best rhythm.
0: Who's got the best voice? Yeah, um, that was a problem because then you were like, "Which one am I? Which one am I on?" And people will get off rhythm really badly. <laughs> like, oh, I wish yeah. we had a drum. <laughs> Somebody bring a drum to your protest. You get to be the drummer guy. <laughs> be great. But yeah, really, I I really would encourage you to go. It, it is a great morale booster. And again, like I am so impressed by how much these protests have gotten done in a fucking week compared to years of incrementalism, which hasn't done shit. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the government, you know what? They procrastinate like anybody else. Do we have to do this (laughs) right now? Is it an emergency right now? No. You know? Yeah. How long have people been calling for, you know, a living wage or universal basic income? And it takes everybody, you know, it takes a global pandemic and nobody can work for them to start giving people money directly.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even then, <laughs> not very much and only one time. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, crisis uh, spurs them to action, holding their feet to the fire in a symbolic yeah.
2: way.
0: And I think we do this even if we do get what we want. We keep pushing for more. I think people can fall into the trap of like, Oh, what if we had elected Bernie? We'd be all good or whatever. And it's like, no, we would still have to hold him accountable too. Exactly. Yeah. You got to keep pushing for this stuff. Even if you get your way,
1: these demonstrations bolster, you know, our own personal morale going out there. It bolsters the community's morale in terms of what it can do. And Mm -hmm. when you start forcing, when, when it starts putting the pressure on people, you know, with decision-making capabilities, and making them make change, it'll definitely boost everyone's morale by seeing what they can
0: get done. Yeah. Can I talk a little bit about abolition? Sure. Police um, abolishing it. <laughs> so uh, one, I just want to reiterate, we kind of talked about this already in our other episode, but uh, I think people often think of police abolition as we, we turn off the police switch, no more police. <laughs> and I just want to bust that myth. That's not a thing. That First off, it's impossible. <laughs> Secondly, the idea is to defund police. Um, make sure they're not fucking Iron Man out there while, you know, yeah. you know teachers have to pay for their own fucking crayons. Um And, yeah, basically just taking that money, investing it in things that are more likely to reduce crime than police. So, yeah.
1: For sure, yeah. Addressing the problems rather than putting this one, uh, you know— s- supercharging this one thing to fight the symptoms
0: (laughs) and that's the thing is like if we ask police to do too many things (laughs) like they should not be like we should have way more social workers who are like paid and appreciated um like they they should not have to respond to like mental wellness checks like they're not qualified to do that like no (laughs) you should not bring a gun into that situation
1: yeah it shouldn't be when you're unsure Call the police.
0: No. Yeah. There's no, there's no need for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, to touch on that because that's a common, like, talking point that I've seen.
1: It's like, you can't just not have the police.
0: Yeah. Everyone jumps to, like, well, everyone's going to rape and murder. And I'm like, well, they don't solve a lot of rapes and murders anyway. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. They're in- incredibly bad at their job in terms of killing people and, and abusing people. Sure. But also in terms of doing the real things they're supposed yeah. to do. They're not great at those. Yeah.
0: Really not. Ugh. Pretty bad. I I guess what I I also want to point out is that I I think I mentioned this earlier when we're talking about like anarcho-communism and stuff is Mm -hmm. I think seeing these community driven protests have been a great way of showing that like yeah we do have power as a community and like we could get some shit done like yes the fact that this all of this community is invested in the same ideals and we we want these things to happen and you know the fact that we pulled off having a protest like and did a good job and yeah like i think we could take care of each other you know like it kind of proves that point out
1: for sure yeah and like you said it's not a hundred percent we agree on everything but we agree on enough to come together and advance toward in that direction
0: exactly like there are definitely some like just centrist liberals in there who just wanted to like talk like I've seen the we need body like,
1: cams and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or not even that. Um, like the ones who just are fo- solely focused on Trump. I'm just like, he's not the fucking problem. Like he sucks. Don't get me wrong. But like, if we got rid of him, who's there, Joe Biden, is Joe Biden going to fix this? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, I he definitely will. not I'll take their support for now, but I'm also going to tell them to be better.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, thanks for teaching me about all the different types. I, I got to tell you, do you remember that Pokemon song? what kind of pokemon are you why do you do the things you do yeah I have that in my head a lot so
1: now you have the communist version of it
0: yes what kind
1: of communist to you
0: there you go <laughs> I was trying to work out how the syllables would work but you got it so yeah <laughs> today we learned what kind of communists we are or maybe um, you did too
1: yeah hopefully you did or, or go back and, and figure out which one you like best what do you want what do you want what do you want to talk about next time
0: um, so next time, I think let's do a movie. We've done some theory ones and some kind of heavier ones. Well, this one was kind of light, but um, <laughs> we've done a lot of theory lately, so let's do something kind of fun.
1: All right. So, a movie. Uh, what would be a good one?
0: I think we should do Trumbo, starring Brian Cranston.
1: I love Brian Cranston and everything he does. Good.
0: Every- I watched him in Drive recently and he was very good in that. Oh, he's in
1: Drive? Yeah. I guess I need to watch that then. I was like, maybe I should watch that because y'all mentioned it, but if he's it's in, good. I'll watch it.
0: I mean, it's good. It's also weird. I, I'm just, I'm mostly obsessed with that scorpion jacket. <laughs> it's so <laughs> ridiculous. All um, right. So
1: Trumbo sounds good though. It's supposed to be about the blacklist, right?
0: Yes. Um, it's really good. Um, I watched it a few weeks ago. I'll probably do a rewatch though, just to refresh. Yeah, it's good. It's about the blacklist. It's about, um, I guess it was in the... 40s 50s i guess Mm -hmm. it's in the 50s i should know this we'll know it next week um (laughs) but yeah it's good i i liked it because it does even within um that movement show a few different kinds of like left leftism and communism so i think it was Mm -hmm. good all right let's
1: let's do that next
0: it's on netflix listeners if you want to watch and then tune in to hear what we thought about it um I definitely have listened to recap things for things I haven't consumed though. So if you don't want to, I guess you don't have to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll tell you a little bit about it.
0: Yeah. Spoilers for Trumbo next week for this movie that (laughs) came out like four years ago or something. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget. You can find us on social. Uh, Twitter is at teach communism. Instagram is at teach me communism and uh gmail is teach me at gmail.com uh, be sure to email us um if you have uh, questions that you want us to cover in the show we'd love to do a QA show at some point also if we totally mischaracterized your type of communism feel free to <laughs> correct us on that
1: yeah tell us <laughs> for sure um you know call us lousy sock dems call us tankies <laughs> call us whatever it's fine
0: i am the taxar after all uh, um but I don't yeah, think anyone for sure. Would call
1: us a tanky, but call us trots. There you go.
0: That's fine. That's yeah. okay. We'd get cool hair. Um, but yeah, please let us know if there was a certain type that you really want us to cover. Then like that's fine too. Just tell us what you think. Oh, um, true.
1: We left out like eighty different. Varieties,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, we don't want anyone to feel left out um yeah also um along those lines please rate us and give us a review um, particularly on apple Podcasts, just because like that's an easy place for me to see reviews and it makes me very happy um i'm using the birthday card my birthday is tomorrow so like give me reviews for my birthday when this comes out it will have passed but still
1: <laughs> late yeah belated birthday
0: good. yes it still counts <laughs> i will still be very happy yeah and share it with your friends all that good stuff okay cool well thanks for teaching me communism
1: uh yeah anytime uh it was a a fun little session of communist astrology (laughs) or at least that's how it ended up Uh, hopefully hopefully you got a lot from that listeners tune in next week uh, for our next episode of teach me communism where the class struggle is always in session